the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology, as well as all things spiritual and personal development. On this solo episode, I first was talking about the nature of the scamming zeitgeist. So the way that scams are very popular right now in terms of um, Netflix shows, Inventing Anna, Tinder Swindler, Bad Vegan, and so on. And that scams have really proliferated on the internet. And now it's hit me personally, as in I have several impersonator accounts on Instagram targeting people in my audience to try to sell them readings. And I decided to address it expansively and philosophically because at one level, at a, at a human personality level, it's super annoying. I would like to stop being DM'd about my impersonator accounts because I get tons of messages of people informing me about it when I already know about it and there's not much I can do. I have little to no power in the situation. One thing I can do in terms of due diligence is just letting my audience know the situation. But I thought about it from, you know, as inspired by a conversation with Christopher Marmalejo of The Red Read last night, we were talking about this, we were talking about the astrology of it, and I realized that I needed to write something about it. And... So I did that this morning and shared this here in this episode about the zeitgeist, the astrology of the moment that is connecting with this kind of like scammer, um, pro, like scammers as like the protagonist that we're thinking about um, as like an archetype that's just really prevalent in the collective psyche. And then I ended up musing on the nature of you know, as part of this crisis, I'm thinking about scammers are attempting to kind of like get something there. It's a parasitic kind of consciousness. But what about the archetype of the provider, right? Like having value and adding value to the marketplace instead of trying to steal value from the marketplace. And so as a point of something for, you know, to think about, I was musing about how this astrology, you know, I just zoomed way out and was talking about the energy dynamics of like how we kind of can step into more of that provider archetype when we're truly nourished and how it's harder to access that sense of inner capacity to give or to be generous in reality when we feel undernourished. And so I won't um, get into the astrology of it too much now. I'll leave that for the episode. Um, but I just wanted to give you a sense of where this kind of winding talk went from, where I started out talking about the scammer thing and detailing you know, the astrology of it and then started to wax poetic on some other dynamics around energy exchange and stepping more into the provider archetype. So I'll leave us to this solo episode now. of this share is to give voice to something that could have just as easily been left unsaid. I feel like there's actually some more, um, there would be value in the silence and to voice it, there is to me just a little bit of risk, um, risk in appearing like a diva risk in alienating anyone. And yet it felt like something that would be beneficial to put voice to um, because I thought about it because I have a philosophical and astrological perspective and because it's something that's occurring in our shared space. So this is about the um, impersonator scammer account trend on Instagram. And the purpose of what I'm going to share with you is that um, to let you know that I know I have impersonator scammer accounts, um, Sabrina Monarch, you know, two N's or Sabrina Monarch with two A's at the end of Sabrina. I'm not the only one. There are, um, many of these impersonators for astrologers and readers of all kinds. 
Um, so I have some simple boundary requests around the situation. And more than that, I thought I'd zoom out and offer some context on the nature of the moment as an offering, like as a, as an interesting, you know, discussion of the zeitgeist. So just to get started, an overview of the nature of the scam. The astrology community and adjacent communities, so online tarot readers, witches, etc., have been hit with a stream of impersonator accounts on Instagram. These are shoddy imitation Instagrams that steal our photos and sometimes our captions as well, posting 20 to 40 photos a day to create a quick sprung up overnight copy of people's social media feeds, which were originally years in the making. Um, so this is, of course, one way to tell if an account is fake. It's that, you know, they've posted 30 photos in the last day. The scammer then follows people who follow us and slides into their DMs with some terribly crafted grand rising beloved star emoji, heart eyes emoji. I have been drawn to your energy. Might you like to be considered for a reading crystal ball emoji? in an attempt to fleece people for cash for these readings that they will not deliver. So a little while back, the trend reached my account and I have several impersonator accounts who are targeting my audience. For the most part, people see right through it. Um, the people that are most vulnerable to this scam are people that are um, older generations and people that just like aren't, you know, identify as not being social media savvy. So scamming and the zeitgeist. I've been receiving scam emails and calls forever, but I did notice a rise in online scamming during the pandemic. As a personal theory, I thought it was about the increase of time that everyone was on the internet, but I also attribute it, um, attributed it to the desperation of the time. Last night, after a day of receiving 30 plus messages about my impersonator account who'd been active that day DMing people, I thought about how to make a public request to stop receiving these messages. But then I thought more into the nature of the situation, sociologically, philosophically, and celestially. You know, this is the nature of my life. Everything that I experience, any particular issue, crisis, uh, launches me into a place of philosophy because I think that is, you know, the materia of my soul's evolution. So in a conversation with my friend, Chris Marmalejo of the Red Reed, who's been on this podcast several times, um, we were speaking last night. He mentioned a podcast he'd been listening to that day about scamming and the zeitgeist. I hadn't put it together before, to my surprise, but Netflix abounds at the moment with scammer shows like Inventing Anna, The Tindler Swindler, Bad Vegan, to name a few. I only watched and happened to love Inventing Anna. And I really actually felt like Anna was a good anti-hero. It's like you wanted her to get that $40 million or whatever it was and create, you know, the castle in the clouds that she was making that could have been real if she had just gotten the capital. Like, you know, the show really made you kind of root for her, even though she was like, terrible in certain ways, but you know, you like, you wanted her to win. Right. So there's this interesting kind of like protagonist scammer situation going on. And then at the same time, my colleagues and I are being impersonated and a bunch of women on Instagram, you know, who also, you know, they don't have things that they're selling, but they're being impersonated with scammers trying to sell only fan subscriptions for a moment. The strategy, um, for this situation was to report and block the impersonator scammers. But I've now seen from Instagram's response, you know, they have written me back or like automated message me back that, you know, they are not removing the account, something about not having enough time or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know, some robot message back from Instagram that they're not going to do anything about it. So I know that Instagram doesn't, um, either like care or have like the resource allotted to address the situation. So I'm not, you know, I'll address this later about how I feel about Instagram, but just as a point of like pragmatism, it's like, okay, Instagram's not going to deal with it. What next? So we'll talk about that later. 
but scamming in the zeitgeist astrological signatures to consider. These ideas were discovered collaboratively in conversation with Chris, whose way of speaking of and teaching the tarot is contagious and promotes deep literacy. He actually has another course coming up, which I'll leave linked in the notes. But we were, you know, we kind of like have these philosophical conversations that have all these sparks and something is kindled. And so we realized last night as we were talking this situation being connected to Saturn in Aquarius and Saturn squaring the nodes currently. So Saturn is in Aquarius, approaching a square to the lunar nodes in Scorpio, the south node and Taurus, the north node. The square is active and building. Squares to the nodes represent crises of integration. It's my favorite thing to delineate in natal charts, hands down, and in the collective by transit, Planets squaring the nodes represent collective crises of integration. Saturn in Aquarius is in the third decan of Aquarius right now, which corresponds with the seven of swords in the tarot, a card that actually relates to the archetype of the thief or the trickster. The seven of swords relates to one's capacity to strategically lie or be deceitful. As part of my story that I share with you, um, is that I faked my way out of psychiatric intervention during a spiritual awakening, in my early 20s, I'm intimately aware of the need in, in adverse environments or situations to be deceitful. I got a sense of what the psychiatrist and my family wanted me to say, and I said it instead of asserting my own truth, because at that point, speaking my own truth was only detrimental to my pursuit of freedom. Eventually, when it felt safe again, I confessed to my family that I'd not been taking the medications they thought I was, which I faked for around two whole years. I feel no blame or lack of virtue in the choice that I made. I survived an adverse situation with my sovereignty intact and repaired my family relationships when the timing worked out. But ongoingly, now in my intimate relationships, when I find myself attempting to manicure myself to produce a certain image... I actively work to be more authentic instead of falling into the pattern of subtle deceit. The Seven of Swords teaches me about discernment, the discernment of where deceit is necessary versus where it is meant to be liberated from. Chris really presences how the Seven of Swords can relate to sociological pressures in this equation. One might think of a queer kid who hides their sexual orientation from their family because it's not a safe environment to come out. When I think of Saturn square the nodes, it is a crisis around the archetype, hinging on the realities of the nodes. Taurus Scorpio is about resources and energetic exchange. And so the marketplace is a Taurus Scorpio location. And what archetype in the marketplace is part of the zeitgeist, the scammer? Saturn in the third decan, seven of swords. The Instagram scammers are parasitic in nature, attempting to build something, Saturn square the nodes, that is based on feeding on another person's labors, who they are impersonating, and the world that they have already cultivated. To me, this is an emblematic manifestation of Saturn square the nodes. Crisis is a failure to build something and resorting to parasitic activity as a way to sustain oneself. What pressures exist for the scammer to inspire this act? I don't intimately know since the scammers are anonymous hackers in the matrix, right? But more ideally, Saturn integrated into the marketplace would be energetic exchange that is in full of integrity. And, you know, if some of these scammers are close to starving or something and they're doing this to like feed their kids or something like maybe they are doing what they feel they have to do to survive I don't know their situation um and as someone that you know resorted to deceit and trickery um for my survival at a point in my life um I knew while I was doing it that it wasn't ideal, but it's like that was just where I was at karmically. So when I think about Saturn square the nodes, you know, it's like people are at different places in working through that integration. People can be in the situation too where they're like economically okay, but they are feeling really drained by the work that they're doing because it's not like valuable to them or just like they hate going to work. And that would be another example of like Saturn at a crisis with the nodes. 
someone that, um, you know, like say an entrepreneur who's trying to sell something in the marketplace, they definitely need to integrate Saturn because, um, having an issue with Saturn square, the nodes could be like not having that archetype of the provider really fleshed out or embodied. And so selling from a place of need, like, please buy my things. I really need you to like, and that energy is kind of repulsive in the marketplace because you're wanting to have something that you're providing Saturn. Um, and so for someone to be in a situation where they're full on resorting to parasitic activity, you know, is just another example of crisis with this particular alignment. So a few things I've learned about this situation reaching me directly because it's impacted me personally, I've gotten to have like a really up close experience with it. Um, and it's brought me integrative opportunities around Saturn themes as well. So I thought I'd offer my direct experience. One is that the situation does feel particularly like an indignity. Saturn relates to dignity, respect, gravitas. I'm very intentional about my presence and my being and my expression, right? Like not even in just how I show up in a moment that I'm being witnessed, but like as a point of personal development, I'm very self-aware and I work through the threads and the themes that come up in my being. Like I, I'm like professional about being a person and not in a totally repressive way that I don't allow my humanness, but I'm just like a very intentional and sincere person in a lot of ways. And so then to have someone clowning around as me and saying things I wouldn't say could be embarrassing. And for the part of me that was hooked on that, I realized it was a very shallow hook as in it didn't actually have a lot of grip on me. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about people's misperceptions or projections of me, right? Like anyone who thinks I'm like wacky or like a space cadet, like, I, like it doesn't matter to me. Um, I feel like really rich and abundant in like positive mirroring for my existence. And that's not something I've always felt, but I've again, like really deeply worked on my inner life and my capacity to show up in the world. So then, you know, as someone that doesn't spend a lot of time worrying about people's misperceptions of me, it's not like a huge, um, pain point. A full on scammer impersonator is like a manifest in the flesh, living projection and distortion of me. And for a moment, when it first arose, that was an opportunity to feel victimized and disempowered. But then I realized I didn't have a lot of sensation around the possibility of people thinking the scammer was me. Like I ran through the scenarios of, in my head of even specific people who follow me that like I know in person or met once or something like that. And I'm like, oh no, what if they think the scammer's me, you know? And then just like fucking letting that go because I don't have control over it. Say la vie. I'm tired of the messages and DMs about the scammers. We are all tired. You know, in the second decan of Aquarius, it's actually a, uh, in 36 spaces, Austin Kopic mentions something about someone who's just thoroughly embittered with the nature, like the state of affairs. Like they're just grumbly and bitter, you know? <laughs> We're tired. Many astrologers and readers are begging people to stop messaging them about it. Everyone seems to think they're informing us or me. I'll speak for myself here. But not only am I already aware, everyone who is informing me is part of a sea of informants. It's like an immune response. There's an intruder plus a bunch of antibodies. You know, it's an inflamed situation in that regard. I ask people to stop. But it's like an exercise in futility because still more people who have never tuned into my request to stop message me. I went from not receiving a lot of excess messages, you know, just receiving mostly responses to my work. The occasional like, hey, sign up for this to 
build your following or, you know, occasional spam messages, but mostly like a pretty nice pretty nice inbox <laughs> than to having an avalanche of, did you know someone scamming you messages from everyone? I do not feel special or like I've made it just because I have impersonators. And I resist that narrative coming from others in my DMs like, sorry, you have an impersonator account, but wow, you must be important for this to happen. You must be someone. Celebrities have fake accounts of them. Now I do too, but it's not really a status symbol. I feel special inherently, and I feel proud of the work I've created and of the generative relationships I have with students and clients and the engagement people take with my writing and my ideas. This scam impersonator thing is petty. It's more like a fray that I feel the need to rise above, but I'm also sincerely asking my audience to rise above it with me and stop DMing me and other people about it. The ideal resolution of Saturn and Aquarius square the nodes in Scorpio and Taurus. When planets square the nodes, it is a crisis, but crisis is also about opportunity and integration. Symbolically, the situation feels like the reintroduction or further integration of integrity and providing value when it comes to how we engage the marketplace. The marketplace being literal in terms of exchange of resources among businesses and customers and clients, but it also goes deeper than that. The place of exchange, the marketplace, is about value exchange. Sometimes I receive letters of thank you or shares of how people relate to my work, and that is fucking valuable to me. I appreciate not just the time you took to tune in, but the way you put into words how you've been moved and then shared that with me. It's valuable to me when you leave sincere comments like that on my YouTube channel because your engagement energizes me emotionally and it boosts my visibility on YouTube, introducing new people my way, which directly impacts my flow of business, which sustains me to keep sharing with you. These are genuinely supportive actions, right? So this message is not for all of you, but if it is for you, I'm saying this with love. Saturn is about responsibility, and sometimes we're on our own. Not because that's ideal, just the cold, hard reality. We can't always tug at some pant leg. Instagram is not daddy. Instagram has already shown me that they don't care about my impersonators. But Instagram has offered me a ton of value, a platform to reach people, and I can be realistic about that and about how at the moment they don't care about this situation. That might change, but I don't have a lot of like, you know, shaking my fist at the sky at Instagram kind of energy about it. It's just, it's just what it is, right? When Bank of America, who is not even my bank, has an impersonator that sends me a scam email, I don't run to the real Bank of America to inform them. When my impersonators knock at your door, the immediate response shouldn't be to come knock at mine because managing a scam situation I have little if zero power over is not my job. When you want to talk to me about your natal chart or sincerely learn astrology, then we are more in alignment and I am available abundantly for that. I have compassion in the way that everyone who sends me and others these emails is just trying to help, but I will be firmly honest here that it's not helpful. Saturn integration through the nodes means we think a little bit more about our social impact at an energetic level, Taurus Scorpio nodes. My worst fear is appearing like a diva here or just simply being ungrateful, right? Like. It would be easier to just seven of swords this smile. Thank you for letting me know about the impersonator because I know you have good intentions and just let this annoyance be. And this will be my MO moving forward after I've said my piece. Um, I probably just won't respond. But my relationship with audience has a legacy of believing in people's intelligence. I have never watered down my content. 
in this situation, asking you to not message me about my impersonators is not just about my own tranquility. It's also asking you to consider your responsibility and offer the education that astrologers and readers are tired of this situation and we don't need to be informed. And there's also at this moment in time, not very much that we can do, nor is it part of our job description, right? Like even Bank of America, as per that example, they may send emails every now and then to let people know like what the scam situation is. But a lot of the times, you know, they don't even address it. We're in a cultural moment where we receive so many scam emails and telemarketing scams every day that it's just part of the environment that we're in. And I don't think a lot of us know what to really do about that. Like it's just, um, it's just a situation, but people, you know, individuals like astrologers and tarot readers and whatnot, a lot of us are answering our own emails. Like we don't necessarily have a team. I'm working on building a team and I do have some support. I have like, um, at this point now a virtual assistant, but she's not answering my emails. I have a web developer, like I do hire for certain things. Um, but just think about the impact of like, you know, when you're going to a solo practitioner, what are you messaging them about? So those of you who have listened to this missive, I know you will not DM me about the impersonators because you heard me and we have a relationship and I'm grateful for that as this is like a Saturn and Aquarius integration of aligned relating. It is a nervous system activation at some level for me to even address this situation because it would be easier not to. And still philosophically, I wonder if it would be more dignified for me to just not talk about it. And that's, I'm going to sit with that. Realistically, I know that I will still be getting DMs about it. And my responsibility in the situation now is to be unbothered from here on out. A Saturn and Aquarius integration of detachment and conserving emotional resources in the process. So what I've hoped to convey is both a very simple, I know about the impersonators, please stop messaging me about it, but also a bigger perspective on the Saturn and Aquarius integration in the nodes and just thinking about what we're providing in our energetic exchanges. And if you know, we're running to other people to tug at their pant leg. Think about that. Is that the energy that you want to be bringing into relations? Most of the time when people send these DMs, it's like a very, it's an inflammatory immune system response of just like, oh, this thing happened. Let me tell you about it. It's very um, reactive. And there's also just often not, you know, the the full kind of range of perspective on it. And so it's not like I can really, you know, I'm not mad at people for doing it. I even, to be fully honest, one of the first times that I saw an impersonator account and didn't know it was a phenomenon, I messaged the person. I was like, is this you? And she was like, no. And then like a day later, she posted this story about like, please stop messaging me, you know, about the impersonator account. And so I've even done the thing. And it's interesting, you know, this is showing me how setting boundaries is vulnerable. In the legacy of customer service, there's that whole like the customer's always right kind of energy and the way of um, being gracious when people do things that are unconscious, this will continually be a reality with Saturn because Saturn relates to maturity and it relates to the quality of someone who is in a position of maturity or authority being um, withholding in certain situations. And so moving forward, I do think it would reflect poorly on me if I continue to be inflamed or annoyed about um, getting all these DMs because at some point 
when you have, you know, an increasingly large audience, you do get a lot of DMs that are weird. Like the people that have like a million followers on TikTok, um, ghost honey is <laughs> super funny. I remember him posting something about how he doesn't even open his DMs cause they're so weird. And I'm at a really wonderful place with audience where I have connections with people. Like I'm, even though I share things and like have this like public presence, I'm not inaccessible. Like I have students that I'm in communication with and I'm friendly. And so I never want to create a messaging like this or like a boundary with audience that suggests that I'm ungrateful or that I've let um, success go to my head and that I don't care about people or any of that. So it would be easier to just take this in stride in some sense. But I thought, why not take the opportunity to philosophize about it as this moment in time that I'm not the only one going through this experience. And if you're listening to this, you've probably been followed by someone's impersonator account. And if it's been your gut response to message the real person about it, now this has served some educational purpose, right? So I think I'll leave it here. Um, but think about, reflect on where there's an opportunity in your life to embody more Saturn qualities in terms of restraint, um, strategy, and integrity and the archetype of the provider, right? And so when we think about the marketplace, Taurus Scorpio energy exchange, some people enter the marketplace without providing anything. Like, or that's not their orientation. They're in a place of scarcity and sometimes um, desperation where the only way that they can think of how to operate in the marketplace or in the place of energy exchange is to extract and take and deceive. And this is a crisis that is being highlighted right now in the collective and it shows up in the archetype of the scammer because there's a way of it being kind of like a dishonest way to make a living and yet there are sociological factors that relate to someone being in that position in the first place and we don't necessarily you know we don't want to leave that out of the picture but when it comes to Saturn, there's always these new gates and new opportunities to embody our authority. And at an unconscious level, when we engage the world as though we're trying to get something, we are not embodying our provider archetype, which is Saturn. And Saturn, you know, within us is like where we have the capacity to gift. Right. Like having some source of strength or wisdom or something that we offer into the space. And on the other end, so when someone has value that they're providing, they often need to learn about boundaries, too, because there are people in the marketplace. There are parasitic energies in the marketplace, the place of exchange of value that do want to take Right. So the person who, um, you know, has a quality about them where people just feel safe and want to open up to them and tell them everything. Someone who is that natural kind of therapist archetype, they've learned or they are learning how to have boundaries so that they're not just, you know, and I've gone through this, like there's a certain openness in my being and I've learned how to have boundaries around it because it would be like, I would be out going, you know, going for walks and meeting strangers, um, and having some people almost feel like moth to flame, like energy, like they were just like parched in the desert. And I was like, an ocean. Well, no one wants to drink the ocean because <laughs> it's salty. I was like an oasis and 
having to kind of defend my own energy from that, where it's like, I am generous and I do want to give, but there's ways that exchange needs to be an integrity, you know, and just to round it out, I know the feeling like I remember at times in my life where I felt, um, so starved for like intimacy and I actually had like a good period of time where I felt like definitely at a crisis point in terms of not feeling um, like connected with the kind of intimacy that I desired, like feeling um, like I didn't have necessarily the community or the, the lovership that I wanted. And so as a point of nourishment for myself, I let myself have sessions with healers and massage therapists and in the marketplace exchanging money I received the emotional support and care that I needed at that time some people won't even give themselves that because they feel like um a sense of shame like shouldn't I just be getting touched by lovers for free like why am I getting a massage And the way that I saw it was like, whatever I need to do that is in, you know, integrity, that's like a fair exchange to nourish myself and come to a state of like okayness in my own being so that I can be eventually abundant enough to be overflowing and attract from that place, then I'll do that. And so Saturn, you know, square the nodes, it just feels like there's some desire, there's some integrative desire right now to feel like secure at some foundational, like I have things together. Um, my life is put together kind of way and it's hinging on value exchange with Taurus and Scorpio. And these are places, you know, that people can become very extractive, right? Like connecting with someone for some ulterior motive to get something from someone. And when we're operating in reality from a place where we want to suck other people dry of something, it really is like a come to Jesus moment within ourselves of like, why am I in this space? And not like, this doesn't have to be a shame thing. I'm not like trying to shame people here, but like a a call inward to responsibility of like, How can we take care of ourselves um, better so that we feel like we're enough and we can be in a place of offering value and like be able to tap into that provider archetype? And as long as we feel hungry and starved, it's hard to provide because we still feel like we're in need. So what are responsible ways of feeding yourself and getting your needs met that don't involve stealing? And, you know, for people that are so in a situation where trickery and deceit is how they're surviving, I'm not judging that. I don't know the situation of the impersonators. I'm not even mad at them. Like it's annoying and it's parasitic, but I don't know their situation. So it's just abstract to me at this point. Anyone who is actually in a dire enough situation that they can't think or really access another way besides stealing or trickery or deceit to be fed and to survive, this message is not for them. Like, I'm not here to be the arbiter of what people in that situation should do. There are a lot of people, however, who do have access to true ways of nourishing themselves, who at an unconscious level still choose to extract and suck resources from other people because they haven't taken accountability within themselves, Saturn, for how they engage in energetic exchange. And I say all of this from being someone who has gone through that process of really kind of taking stock of my own capacity to be manipulative and how my capacities for manipulation come from a sense of scarcity and feeling like I need something. And so for me, divesting from my own manipulative tendencies has related to the need to actually be nourished and fed, 
to move toward experiences that are valuable, right? And to find a way, um, you know, I was thinking the other day, I have some friends that I can go to about the various crises that I find myself in and friends that are just so, um, so abundant in being able to offer support. And I'm, I'm conscientious to not just rely on them for that, not put them in a role to have other experiences with them, to see them as a whole person. But I'm thinking too about times in my life where I saw someone as like supportive and maybe went to them for advice, but they were like obviously exasperated and tired, not just with me, but like with life in general and how if they were like the only one that I could talk to, um, I still went to them. Like as a kid, I had a, um, a friend on the internet who, um, you know, wrote about their struggles with mental illness and like would have episodes and stuff. And one time they were just like really fresh back from some kind of manic episode and just kind of reorienting. And I like entered their inbox with this whole dump of like my own problems. And she snapped at me. She was like, I am not available for this. Like, and it really kind of um, shook me as a kid because I just was yeah, in that place of like, but I need, let me tug at your pant leg, <laughs> even though, you know, and just sometimes I've met people um, who say like work in some kind of social service or something and they're already, you know, taxed by their job. They see difficult things every day and it's like coming up to them and be like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And they like sigh and roll their eyes and they're like, yeah. And just thinking about like, what is it in us that is in that place of need so intensely that we're still going to try to get something from someone who's clearly taxed? There was a whole period in my life of um, learning to self-source nourishment because I felt like I needed, you know, whenever I was going through something, I wanted to talk to someone who was wise, you know, and I would have like my people... And sometimes they had a boundary of like, you know, I'm not available to support you. And I would be turned in on myself and I would find ways to self-soothe. And, you know, with time of being really present within myself of this, this want, this need to like receive from others at the point where it was like disempowering for me of like, I need something from them. It just really taught me about these like energetics, you know, because ultimately even though I felt like I needed something and wanted something from these people, I feel like even though it took me a minute to learn how to like be self-sourced and like respect other people's time and energy from a place of being um, in my inner child that just wanted what she wants, you know, I feel like I all along I respected these people and didn't want to be in the kind of relationship with them that meant that I was like, sucking them dry of something and that they were then annoyed by me. Like, I think I wanted the dignity of being loved and being seen in a positive regard. And I think that when we think about Saturn and dignity and it's squaring the nodes, when we're in a situation of energy exchange, what kind of dignity do we want to feel in the situation? This might not be something that happens overnight. You know, if we're in a particularly addictive or compulsive or disempowered state and we're still reaching for things from a place of hunger and don't feel content within ourselves, it's hard to feel dignified in that place. And so taking like little steps of accountability and doing things that nourish us and give us the kind of resilience and capacity to show up in increasingly integral ways. That's a journey. So I think I'll leave it here. I didn't realize I was going to go on um, kind of an exploration of energy exchange, but I'm glad that it came through and 
funny that we got there when all I was trying to say was stop DMing me about the impersonator. Um, anyway, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for connecting with what I share. Um, and I, I hope that you still feel the love because my fear in stating boundaries, like don't DM me about impersonators. Um, yeah, there's just still some stuff for me around like the fear of not being liked the people pleasing stuff. And it is really important to unravel that. And I think, yeah, one last thing I want to reiterate is that everything I've just shared, it is not, um, my desire to perpetuate shame. I think unraveling shame is so fucking liberating and part of unraveling shame is actually just seeing ourselves make positive steps in a meaningful direction instead of giving into this heavy blanket of, I can't, or I'm so bad. Like I can't even to take account and stock of the situation and think, what could I do? What's even a small step I could take? What's the next step I could take to improve the situation and then carry it out and see ourselves being effectual and amplify that frequency of meeting the needs and challenges of a moment instead of buying into some story that we can't or that we're bad and hiding in a heavy blanket around it. And if you want to think too about this kind of like this image is coming forth of nourishment and really being in touch with like, yeah, deep emotional nourishment, having what we need at a body level. It's like a tree that has the right environment and the resources, the water, the sunlight to grow and eventually bear fruit. And that fruit being an extension of value. And I think that um, when I was younger, sometimes I just had this intuitive, like inner knowing that like, I have a lot of value. Like I have this mind, like I have these insights and I may not be in a position yet of really providing much. I'm like a kid where I'm like still, you know, figuring some stuff out. But if I, you know, develop my talents and like invest in myself, then one day there will be, there will be fruit of that. And when it comes to nourishment, thinking about like Taurus Scorpio, like when we nourish ourselves, when we take action, true nourishment, not extraction, unless that is the karmic, like dire strait that you're in, but it's often not where we have choice. Um, that making the move to say, like, get more disciplined about eating healthy, you know, or having a healthier relationship with food or, um, doing the things that we love, you know, or improving our sleep or something like whatever it is. That's like, okay, this is the place that needs tending to when we actually recognize the need and then give ourselves what we need. It is like erotic, <laughs> like it turns a dry, dead garden into this like lush, flowery, like garden wonderland. And then we have more access to gift and more access to be in a place of offering value. And so I think sometimes people will hold themselves in this pattern of like not giving themselves what they need and what they have access to because of some shame or sense of not deserving, but then they never get to that place of fullness where then they are radiant and have something to gift. So they keep themselves in this like imprisoned state of not having enough, being undernourished and then not being able to give. And I think that if we can kind of hack that little matrix and actually just like garden and cultivate, um, that's a new gate to walk through, you know? It's interesting because human potential, I think like the natal chart, for example, is this map of our potential. And if we're undernourished, there's 
a, a limit in some sense on how much we can shine or how much we can give. But the more that we, you know, feed the chart or give ourselves things that truly nourish us at a soul level, then we're more vibrant and in this kind of like heightened version of the gift of the natal chart. And then we have to live with the responsibility of holding that, you know, like coming online, Saturn and Aquarius, becoming more embodied in parts of ourselves that we haven't had access to before is so sensational right? Like if you've ever kind of had your circumstances improve and it's like you're in a healthy relationship and you've never been in one, or you have, um, a good amount of money and you've struggled with money in the past. It's like your identity fleshes out in new ways because you have this space to develop just like, you know, a plant that doesn't have enough water is struggling to grow but it ends up getting the water it needs. And not only does it grow and like plump out, but starts to bear flowers. Right. So really thinking about like our offering or our sense of being able to provide Saturn, like really, really hinging on how nourished we are. And I've been saying this, but, um, I'm just thinking out loud here. Anyways, I'm going to end it here. Finally, thank you for listening. I love you all. And I hope that something in this was activating for you in a positive way. So the funny thing is, after recording this, I remembered something that Kira Taborn posted about um, a guide for people who are being impersonated to um, fill out a form through Instagram that's a little bit more involved, where you end up sending a photo of yourself holding a government-issued ID. So... I just did that. I just turned it in and we'll see if that actually manages to take down the imposter account. But I'm having to laugh at the situation and at myself a little bit for like recording a long podcast about like responsibility and saying that I didn't have like power in the situation. And then, you know, after like fully getting that layer out, remembering like, oh, wait, there is another thing I can try. Um, so we'll see what happens, but maybe that ends the problem, but it still felt, still felt worth it to philosophize at any rate, um, of the sociological and astrological phenomenon, but wanted to share that update.